my name is Jude Duncan and this is So Skin, a podcast all about visible differences, invisible illnesses and journeys to self-acceptance. This podcast features stories from people living with visible differences and invisible illnesses who create, document and share their journeys on social media. I've had psoriasis for almost seven years and I've been sharing my experiences of psoriasis online over the last four years as well as my experience of psoriatic arthritis since last year. So let's start the podcast. Hi Chloe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. That's, um, you're more than welcome. We're delighted to have you on. Um, so Chloe, could you please tell us um, what is your condition? I've got um, plaque and guttate psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis as well. Oh, I did not realise you had psoriatic arthritis as well. Yeah, it's quite a new um, a new diagnosis. It's not too bad, luckily, just because of the um, medication I'm on treats both. So I didn't Great. actually notice I'd had it. <laughs> but, oh, wow. So, yeah, that's, um, that's a new little thing to add to the cocktail of psoriasis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I... Uh... Yeah, love when that happens, when you're like, oh, a new thing, let's just add that to the list. Yeah. <laughs> um, when were you first diagnosed with psoriasis? Um, I was 18, so 2013. Um, okay. So yeah, it's been a little while now. Um, I had yeah, my first flare-up um, when I was at university in first year, around the time when my dad was quite ill, so I think it was obviously like stress-triggered. Um, and then I had essentially just one big flare-up um, until about two years ago when I found some um, treatment that worked. Wow. And have you always had both forms of psoriasis at the same time? Yeah, I have, um, which was why it took quite a long time to get diagnosed. I, I think it wasn't very common and a lot mm-hmm. of dermatologists and doctors hadn't seen it look like that before. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, yeah, I've always had both at the same time. I I didn't even realise you could get two different types of psoriasis I thought you just like had one type and that was it yeah I think that's I think that's the most common um yeah I mean I would have it I kind of have plaque in certain places and gut ache in others um Mm -hmm. so yeah depending on the part of the body um yeah I think it's pretty rare to to have that and how was your um how was your diagnosis process so you said you were diagnosed at 18 you know obviously lots of life events going on yeah you know, starting I uni it, I think it took about a year for, from me getting psoriasis for it to be diagnosed as psoriasis mm-hmm. so I got diagnosed actually 2014 um mm-hmm. you know getting passed around different doctors and dermatologists um until they kind of found out what it was um, and then I've had, I mean, I've, I think I've pretty much had every psoriasis treatment under the sun. I mean, I've been really lucky. Uh, I had the classic UV light treatment to begin with, or actually no, like endless topical treat, like oils and treatments and creams first, yeah. UV light, and then methotrexate pills and then methotrexate injections, and then something else, cyclosporin maybe. And then I'm now mm-hmm. um, a biologic called Homera, which has been really good. Yeah, sorry, I did a little there because um, I had previously been on Humera and it was great and then um, it stopped working for various reasons, not to put you off, but yeah, fantastic um, medication, so I hope I hope you have all the luck on that. Yeah, um, so it's been two years that I've been on it. Um, great. So I'm hoping, 
hoping it carries on to working. Um, I've been pretty much, not, I think my skin's like 95% clear at the moment. Um, so yeah, it kind of feels weird talking about psoriasis. Obviously I've still got psoriatic arthritis, but when, when you don't have a flare up or when your skin's clear, you, I think you very quickly forget um, what it's like or, you know, the pain, like the daily kind of pain of it, um, which I'm, yeah, a bit aware of at the moment. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, someone on Instagram um, recently spoke about psoriasis and, and was talking about just because you don't have the visibleness of psoriasis doesn't mean you don't still have it. Yeah. Um, and I think that as right now my skin is clearing and I'm trying to remember that, that just because, you know, I don't have the visible patches, I might still have the side effects of it and how I feel is still valid. Yeah, for sure. And also, I think because it is so, it's chronic and, and it, I mean, it's, it sounds pessimistic, but I don't think it is. Like, I feel like mine will always come back eventually. And this is a treatment that's working really well now. And I hope it continues to, and you never know that they, you know, they're doing research every day. But I think it's also partly to, for me, I always remember that, like, it's this, this clear few years might not be forever. And you still have psoriasis just because even if it's not visible at the moment. Yeah, it's amazing that we have uh, that mindset. And I say we as in I've, I've spoken to other people with psoriasis who have that as well, is that we're never really like, when we're clear, we're never like, oh, that's it's over. Yeah. I never have to worry about that. Breath. And like my friends and family will be like, this is amazing, like you're cured. And I'm like, I just know, I know it's not that easy. And, and I wish it was because I've had, you know, on methotrexate, it went away for a while, but that had its own downfalls as a medication and I think just honestly the second I came off it it came back in full force so I think yeah it's always from uh, yeah I think we all have that if you have psoriasis um you kind of don't want to let yourself um think it will it's all gone yeah completely this is um for me personally this is the first time that I've been clear in like a good good number of years like maybe four years and I'm trying to enjoy it this time because I felt that last time I was so obsessed with my skin yeah but this time I'm just trying to en enjoy the the motions of not having to constantly moisturize myself yeah for sure do you have did you ever have like kind of phantom psoriasis when your skin started to clear I felt like I really did Oh, yeah. a while afterwards like I would run my hand through my hair or touch my legs and I, I just be like it feels really weird to not have these patches and this pain and, and although it's brilliant I yeah I think I'm probably in the stage now where I'm only letting myself enjoy the clear skin and it feeling like my skin um I think that's yeah. been a, a while I think yeah I'm, I'm really lucky that it's been two years of not having a flare-up so I'm slowly getting there um but yeah it's it's hard to with all the anxieties to just enjoy it I can I completely agree um I think that one thing for me is that as well as that phantom psoriasis every time I got like a little bit of redness mm. um I would be like oh my god it's patch it's back it's a patch it's back like I just everything was with psoriasis even if it was a spot or you know I just banged my arm I was I was yeah. so convinced um, that that's that's what it was um when did you decide to speak publicly about your condition um I was trying to remember this earlier I definitely remember from kind of at least a year into having psoriasis being quite open with people around me um mm -hmm. telling friends and families and then after that a couple of years later I started to try and you know 
wear a skirt out occasionally or or show my skin off in some ways um Mm -hmm. and then yeah I think it was probably 2016 I think I first like posted about it online um or posted like images of it but and then I think since then it's just yeah I'm I'm much more comfortable talking about it when you realize it's not this scary secret um so yeah I think 2016 was probably the first time I like posted about it on Instagram or something um but I never kind of immerse myself in that online community um of like Mm -hmm. stories and stuff and I do think that would have been really beneficial but I like I don't know I kind of felt like it sounds silly but mine was so awful and I would kind of almost feel a guilt with the Instagram community who have psoriasis because mine looks so much worse than a lot of people's or you know I didn't really relate at the moment um and then it yeah I think now I very much do and just realize that everyone's on these different these different journeys um and I try and write about it when I can and you know try and show the other sides of psoriasis at the moment I think I'm trying to talk more openly about having psoriatic arthritis and you know kind of yeah as as I as I learn what that is and how and how my body reacts to that trying to be open with it along the way that's so interesting what you've said about the community um because I don't know if you know this but the reason I started my Instagram was because I didn't see anyone in the community like me I didn't yeah. see anyone with facial psoriasis yeah so I was like okay I'm gonna do that this is the only account that I, re- I remember um recently oh. there was anyone having um yeah showing the facial psoriasis and I was saying I had it I mean actually on my face I was it wasn't too bad but I think I remember you know being the only person I could see with gutte and plaque or I, yeah. was, I actually can't even remember the like the, the technical name for it but I had like heat induced psoriasis which is like insanely rare yeah. <laughs> um I, I honestly can't remember the, the technical name for it and I remember that flare-up I was like even on google there wasn't really any images anywhere near it um mm. so I think it's so important for for us to share that and and be that for people um I almost I actually was thinking the other day I was like I wish I'd taken more photos during my psoriasis journey because now it would be so nice to to share that and sometimes when I'm trying to look back and almost remind myself of the different phases of it I don't really have it documented I took very few photos showing it and I constantly covered up and and wasn't yeah just wasn't even in myself even with pictures of my own home um open and comfortable to do that it's amazing that that we do that isn't it that we hide ourselves away mm-hmm. and then as we grow as people we realize that actually I wish I had things to look back on in that time yeah I just want to pick up you said that it was in 2016 you you posted about it um what led you to decide right this is this is the time I'm, I'm going to post um so I think I'd been gearing up to it a bit in my mind and I'd kind of had interviewed quite a few people as a journalist who have psoriasis and was talking about it in a in written form of, of me having it um and then the photo side it was actually like kind of silly but it was a good push I got um gifted some underwear that a brand wanted me to post and I hadn't I don't I hadn't told them I had psoriasis I hadn't put any like any photos anywhere and I was like actually this is a really good chance to try and normalize this you know mm. they're thinking it's a gifting opportunity and and it is but also for for me I just yeah I just felt like it was a good 
a good moment too because also I guess that wasn't really what I was doing anyway I wasn't posting loads of photos of my skin I don't know if I would have been if it was clear you're young and a bit more insecure mm-hmm. um, so yeah I think that was that was the push um but I, yeah I had been writing about it for a few years so it wasn't it wasn't like a secret I had held but I just hadn't imagery wise I hadn't, I hadn't taken that leap yet yeah that's that's really interesting um especially the the that it was underwear because um Olivia Bowden I think her name is from I don't watch Love Island so I'm, oh, I'm not yeah, entirely yeah. sure she's just in a, a Bow Avenue um advert and and she has her psoriasis showing and it's it's incredible because mm-hmm. it's the post is not about psoriasis but for anyone with psoriasis yeah. to see that it's just like uh it, it removes that stigma for sure I mean I remember when I remember one friend saying to me when I said I had psoriasis for the first time to them however many years ago and they went oh my god like Kim Kardashian and I was like yeah I mean that was the only <laughs> person who had really talked about it I think it was on on the show and they used like breast milk if she tried breast milk to to help her flare up um and I was like, you know, that representation is so important. And that was, yeah, that's a very rare example. That was the only person I could really think of back then who was talking yeah. about it. And hers was still, you know, was a much, much smaller flare up and, and it wasn't, didn't really feel that relatable, but was something at least. And I'll definitely check out this Olivia um, campaign. That sounds great. It's really cool. Um you are really passionate about breaking down stigmas um, and you founded the feminist platform um, F Girls Club in 2018. What made you decide to found the platform and start it up? Um, so it was, it was a couple of things. I was trying to break into media as an industry and it's a hard one to, to crack. Um, I was freelance writing for quite a few places, but my full-time day job was for a fashion startup which you know was great but wasn't for me like the goal um Mm -hmm. so I kind of just had that moment of like I keep trying to pitch stories that traditional media won't take on and I don't in my day job have the opportunity to express these so I'm just going to create something um and I just yeah started it in my kitchen and launched it and it you know it's taken years and it's been building and building um the first two years was like a very slow slog it was something I really enjoyed but it was a much you know smaller community and you don't see the fruits of your labor mm-hmm. instantaneously and then in the last two two to three years um it's just really grown and taken off and we before COVID did a lot of events and really fostered a, a real life community as well as a virtual one um but it, yeah, it was it was a creative outlet and somewhere for me to do work that I think is good work that needs doing to raise money for charities. Um, and why, I've, like, I mean, I think I've kept it on since even, like, you know, with a very demanding day job because it's mm-hmm. still that place where it doesn't have to be regulated by advertising standards or a bigger company and I can spotlight voices and stories that don't get that same attention in traditional media still. And although yeah. traditional media is improving, it's it's just not, um, I don't think it's ever gonna, gonna foster the same same community. So yeah, that's kind of why I started it and why I've kept it going. Um, but yeah, I guess I just had a lot of 
thoughts and feelings and passions and anger at the world and in general things and and didn't have anywhere to channel that um so go to somewhere too I love that that's just great I I follow um the platform on Instagram I love it I, I love the breadth of topics that you um talk about and sometimes I just feel like you've taken my thoughts and put them in the caption which is oh thank um, you which is great and and it, that's actually a really nice um segue in, into my next question which is um about your day job so mm-hmm. you joined glamour as uh, the social media editor in april 2019 and you became social media director in uh, january 2021 so this year so first of all congratulations <laughs> Thank you. um what is it like working at such a big media outlet um, i mean it's it's a dream come true in a lot of ways it was what I've always worked towards I always wanted to work for one of the big women's mags um I think probably since the age of I would probably I'd actually say 12 um yeah I've always been quite clear on where I wanted to end up in my career and ambitions and I'm a classic Capricorn I just had always strategized it from you know as soon as I figured out what my passions were um so it feels like hard work paying off when I first got the job. That was my main feeling. You know, it's a really hard, a really hard industry. I didn't have any contacts. I didn't have a way in. So it was endless internships and just, you know, slogging away. And obviously I am I'm privileged that I could do those internships in the first place. But um, yeah, it was, it was hard work. So getting, getting the job there was really brilliant. Um, and it just, working for Glamour, I think, I've had such autonomy. My editor-in-chief has really let me kind of define and, and challenge what the social media presence was before and put my mark on it. Um, and yeah, she just she's given me that trust and that ability to really make it my own. And I think that's hopefully clear in, in how it now is betrayed by people as a brand. And, you know, social media is nowadays the gatekeeper for a brand's tone of voice. So yeah there's you know it's a it's a very kind of high stakes job in a lot of ways in the, in that environment um but it for me it's it's one of you know it's something that I find I think is really important and and if I can kind of put my mark on it in that way then that's always been the goal um and yeah it's it's been brilliant um, it's a really sorry about that um, no. <laughs> um yeah it's been brilliant and I've had the opportunity to, to write a lot and to interview people that I wouldn't usually get access to and also to write and interview people that wouldn't usually be given the platform at Glamour um, just because of, you know, everyone who works there brings a different perspective and passion and, and breadth of experience. And I think the more diverse we're becoming as a magazine, mm-hmm. the better um, our content is and because yeah we all we all bring something now that is a bit different and and really branching out I loved buying Glamour magazine back when you could do that I know you do two um editions a year but I loved it and and Glamour is one of the few uh, magazines on social media that I follow um because I think the focus is brilliant and focuses on real issues women face from politics to racism as well as showing real skin and, and bodies, you know, you yeah. it's not all Photoshop. Um, I'm really curious how much of that was a conscious effort by you and, and your team and 
you know, your experiences, especially with psoriasis, um, or was it more audience led? Um, I would say it was it was almost hundred percent me. <laughs> um, <laughs> at the start, anyway. Now, now it's you know. Um, so when I started it, I, so I'm only now a team of two um, on the social media team at Grammar. And it's, oh wow, okay. Yeah, so it's it's people. I think they think that in in you know magazines, it's these massive teams and companies and actually for British Glamour there's 30 of us um so we're small but but fast working and (laughs) um so yeah at the beginning I think it was something I I really led on um I generally just wanted to make the Glamour Instagram more representative and and the rest of the social I think the magazine um the biannual magazine and digital I've been doing that for a long time and it just hadn't you know there wasn't a social first strategy when I joined social has only really been a job for about five years so mm-hmm. no fault of anyone um so yeah I think it was definitely something conscious at the beginning um and I had felt like it was also a skin positivity especially was a big gap in the industry and market so as much as it was passion led for myself it was also strategy led as well because you know I think it was an un, it was a niche and it was it's underrepresented it still is mm. and I really thought it was somewhere that we could foster a community or, or give that representation via a big brand um so yeah and then since then people love us for it we get a lot of positive feedback and comments about it um we still get you know every time we post something like that we get comments saying this is a I can't believe glamour's posting this like if only my younger self could have seen that and I think that really spurs on on trying to continue to do that um in all aspects obviously with skin positivity but also just really trying to make our content more representative of all women I I love that I I love that that you've brought that to the the company and the magazine and I think that it it's really well done and I think what I love about it is the authenticity is that you can tell that it's being done because you genuinely believe that and not because yeah there's no you know reason behind it um which is great and I I think I don't think I'm the only person that thinks that um (laughs) so so that's awesome where um where do you see Glamour's social media kind of going next because obviously the world has kind of been on fire for the past year um, and you've you've tackled some hard topics. Do you think you'll yeah. continue to do that? Definitely. Um, I think all the team are only getting more aware and more passionate um, about, you know, all these topics. And I think it will just continue. Like, we, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and Asian hate at the moment every there's always there's someone in the team with uh, that every issue a person is affecting them and I think over the last year with corona as well and all the zoom calls like we're actually a much closer team so there's this emotional side to what we're doing at the moment I would say I think it's all coming from like a, a real raw passion and anger at the world and wanting to change stuff um so yeah I think so I mean so I'm not the editor-in-chief so don't I don't make the big um, decisions but from the social side I, I think I'll always do that in whatever work I do I it wouldn't feel like it wouldn't feel like me if I didn't um so yeah about where it's going in the future I think it's hard to predict but just becoming 
a more just rolling with the times really and and becoming the glamour that we we all know we are internally and that our content is but you know women's mags have a reputation um that people just don't think it's for them and actually we've changed so much and glamour completely relaunched three years ago it's it's a completely different a completely different place and we stand for for different things nowadays and I think it's just trying to to get our content um to new audiences and be be somewhere that people like to come and and, you know at its core it's always been a really fun brand and I think that's important too it's been a really heavy dark year um and time and I think I also with corona kind of lifting and hopefully positive political change is happening although I haven't seen any yet but you know hopefully they will <laughs> um we can then bring back a bit more of that fun as well and and, yeah. and I, I think that's something that I, I definitely want to do in the next year I think everyone I know needs it at the moment yeah we agreed completely um have you ever received unsolicited advice and what would you say to people um who give or receive unsolicited advice what would your yeah ironically what would your advice be to them (laughs) here's some unsolicited advice um no (laughs) I yeah I think any woman on the internet I mean I don't have a massive following but I think anyone with any sort of platform I know you know how the big or small any every woman has had unsolicited advice on something um I've definitely had it on psoriasis um in the past I've had actually psoriasis is one of the ones that I've had more unsolicited advice in real life um oh. than online like online people are bolder so you get it more I don't think that's so much a case walking about but definitely when I had bad flare-ups it would always be like elderly people coming up and telling me stuff um so what would I what would my advice be um I think if you're receiving the unsolicited advice to call it out Mm-hmm. I uh, I fall into being a people pleaser too often and I leave a situation and I'm kicking myself and I'm like why did I bite my tongue why didn't I say actually that's not okay and I've got much better at at doing that um I think I would say I didn't ask for your opinion and unless mm-hmm. you know you have the same condition or lived experience or whatever the thing is or you're a doctor I really don't want to know from you <laughs> um, I think everyone wants to be an expert and you know online in the real in in the world people just think they know better um or that they think the way you look really says anything about your general health I found that I used to be a lot slimmer um and when I had psoriasis then no one really brought up diet um or cleanses or anything like that and then now I'm a size 14 I get that a lot more when I had when I had visible flare-ups um which was just not it's not an indication of health and I'm healthier now than I was when I was slimmer and I know that and and you know and I don't need to prove that to anyone I don't need to prove health to anyone but Mm -hmm. that was definitely something I noticed and I kind of wish I'd spoken up about a little bit more in the moment um so yeah I would just really just tell someone that I didn't ask for it and I don't want it and for those giving it it comes from a lack of empathy I think um Mm. I don't think I would ever go up to someone via dms or actually on the street and tell them to do something or that you know their skin is 
you know, put some turmeric on your skin or whatever people say or all the many things that people come up to say to say to you. It's just it's a lack of understanding because anyone who's had anything similar wouldn't do that. They know it's a breach of your personal space. It makes you feel uncomfortable, makes you feel embarrassed as well. Um, So for the people that do do it, I think it's just trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes and it's not helpful, even if it comes from a good place, it, it really, it just, yeah, it's not, um, for example, I always say to people now when they comment on psoriasis, I'm like, I've had it for, you know, almost 10 years, I've tried pretty much every treatment available to the NHS, I've googled every single thing you can imagine, I've tried every herbal remedy, there's not an obvious treatment or I would be doing it, we would all be yeah. doing it. It's nothing that someone wants to live with. It's a horrible condition and it's painful. And it's, you know, if if it was really as easy as drinking turmeric lattes, we'd be like injecting them. So I just, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of go down that route now and people say anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Um, I've been eight, eight years or so um, and yeah, I, I'm the same now. I love it when people come to me and they go, you just you just need to be on a vegan diet. And I'm like, cool, I already am. And by the way, I'm also gluten intolerant. And that just stumps them because that's their theory gone out the window. So. Yeah. Well, you know, it's um, when people like, oh, you should quit drinking. And it's obviously on certain medication with psoriasis, you don't, you can't really drink anyway, but mm. I can. And it's, it's also just like, you don't need to police my body or my health. Like if that's a small pleasure, <laughs> then, exactly you no know, it's not causing the psoriasis because we've you know we will we would have cut out everything in in these many years if you've got it I've tried everything mm. for you know yeah vegan gluten-free I'm, I've always been vegetarian I stopped drinking for quite a while etc and and it and it, nothing there's not you know that there's not the miraculous cure reason so there's not and with that. psoriasis you give up so much uh even if you give it up subconsciously that um you're not taking my wine as well is is yeah. what I usually say. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> <laughs> um this has been such a great chat. Um Chloe, if people want to find you online, where can they find you? Um so they can find me at Chloe Grace Laws or at Ethers Club. Um I'm on Instagram and Twitter and yeah, just give me a Google. <laughs> amazing thank you so much Chloe speak soon thank you so much